Welcome back to the Love Well Podcast, my friends. This is Dan Rose. Glad you're back with me this week. Uh, it's it's been a couple weeks here. Had a lot of things happening uh, on the home front, and so podcasts didn't get recorded. Uh, but we are back at it here for part two of spiritual practices, and I am I am really digging uh, this this line of thinking and where. Where I'm heading you know, is, is we think about what it means to love well on a consistent daily basis. Uh, it requires us to, to be ready, to be prepared, to lay some foundations and lay some tracks in our lives so that we have the ability to do just that, to love well. Uh, because you know, oftentimes loving well happens uh, when, when, we, when we least expect it. Those opportunities really blindside us. They, they catch us off guard. And, and when we are caught off guard, that really is the best test of the kind of person we are. And, uh, and so if we want to be ready for those moments uh, to love well, we, we need to, we need to have, have developed our lives in such a way that, that we're ready to respond uh, at any moment for the opportunity to, to love someone. And that's, and that's what spiritual practice is all about. You know, a good friend of mine and I were talking the other day about spiritual practices and um, in, in practicing Christianity, and he made this great point. He said, you know, there's two types of practice, right? There's uh, the, the kind of athletic practice where you are, uh, you know, you're training, you're getting ready, uh, you know, you, you practice baseball, you practice football, and that, that conjures up a, a different uh, idea in your head than if someone says, you know, I'm practicing medicine, right? And so, you know, a doctor practices medicine. And if you're going in for a surgery, you don't want a doctor practicing on you in the same sense uh, as, as someone who's practicing a sport. So, so I, want to, I want to help you make this very clear, clear distinction in your mind. When we are talking about spiritual practices over these next few weeks, we are talking more in that sports kind of way, right? Where we're, we're, practicing, we're practicing to love well through the context of spiritual practices. Uh, this is not like a doctor practicing medicine. This is more like a baseball player practicing his swing or practicing fielding or throwing. Uh, it's, it's getting ready for game day. And game day happens when we least expect it in the Christian life. It happens in those moments where we are taken off guard and, and, and we have, when we come face to face with an opportunity to love and to love well. And, and so that's why we want to put these spiritual practices into our lives. Now we talked, uh, we talked a little bit last time uh, about, you know, just kind of an introduction uh, to, to spiritual practices and why we need them and that kind of thing. And so this time, this week, I want to talk a little bit about really what I would consider the foundation of spiritual practice. What is, what is the thing that, that undergirds the whole of our spiritual practice? And that's, that's grace. Uh, you see, when we start talking about spiritual practice, spiritual growth, uh, and all that kind of stuff, uh, sometimes I think, I think folks begin to sweat a little bit, right? Um, I think we often think that, so some people think that when you start talking about spiritual practice, you are getting into some sort of like work, works-based salvation or you're somehow 
adding to your salvation, something along those lines. Um, and they've got this like this deep worry or concern that somehow talking about spiritual practice necessarily leads to works-based Christianity, which is just, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, that is the farthest thing from the truth. You can't, you, you can't get to works-based, a works-based Christianity when you, when you're talking about spiritual practice. Like the, the only way you get there is if you have some sort of bastardized concept and, and man, that, that's not at all where we're going. I think, I think really, if you are engaging in deep spiritual practice, the reality is that the opposite of true is true. You, you get to a deeper place of grace. You, you begin to see more clearly in your body, in the way you're living, that, that all of life is grace, that, all of, that our faith, our, our salvation, everything about us comes from grace, comes from mercy, is a gift, right? We you don't you do nothing you do nothing to earn a gift it's just it's just given to you and so as we as we practice this i think what happens is uh we we start to see played out in our bodies the reality of ephesians 2 8 through 10 right he's paul writes for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves it is the gift of god not by works so that no one can boast for we are god's handiwork created in christ jesus to do good works which god prepared in advance for us to do Grace is the foundation and the fundamental reality of the Christian life. All, all things from Christ are grace. They're all gifts. It's all a gift. We do nothing we do nothing to earn the favor of God. We do nothing to earn the favor of Christ, the love of Christ. He simply gives it to us. He gives it to His creation, to all of us. Because He deeply, deeply loves us. God's, God's love for us is, is something that, that nothing, nothing can separate us from that love. Because Christ, Christ in His self-sacrifice, right? Christ in His self-sacrifice set all things right and, and, and brought conciliation, reconciliation to everything. In a very real sense, all has been set right. And now we get to discover it. And we get to discover it through grace. Um, the, the grace that we experience in Christ is, is a radical grace rooted in God's abounding love and enduring faithfulness to His promises. And this, is an ama- this is an amazing thing. And, and we can't be afraid. We can't be afraid that trying to, to grow, trying to, to move beyond some sort of static, baseline Christian experience is going to somehow pull us away from grace. That's just not true. Paul talks about how we're to work out our salvation in fear and trembling. And, and I, think, I think what he means, um, I think what he means by this is that um, I think what he means by it is that is that we need to practice it, and, and and we and we and we dive in, and we try, and we work hard at growing more merciful and growing more loving and growing more kind. 
And we do this uh, through these spiritual practices. And as we do, we come face to face with more and more radical grace. So as we, as we enter into spiritual practice, we have to understand that at no time during our practice do we have to worry about God being disappointed in us. We are going to fail and we are going to, uh, we're going to fall short of our expectations and our hopes. We're going to fall well short of, of what it looks like to be holy and what it means to, to really follow the way of Christ. We're going to fall short. But practice, practice is the place of failure, right? You, you don't go to practice and do everything perfect. You go to practice and you work hard and you take steps and you stretch and you grow. And all of that requires failure. All of that requires falling short. Practice is where we try and try again to grow, to get better, to be more like Christ. We, we, we keep going back to it because when we come out the other side, we're a little bit different. We've changed a little bit. You know, when I, when I teach on Sundays, my prayer is that we don't gain just more information. My prayer is that we might be changed a little bit, that we might be a little bit more like Jesus. Because when we gather, we gather for communion. We gather around the scriptures. This is practice. This is us preparing and getting ready for that moment that's going to come from, from out of nowhere and hit us and we're going to go, oh, i got to love well in this moment. How do I do this? Hopefully, hopefully we've been changed bits and pieces through Sunday gatherings, through times that we spend reading the scriptures and meditating on them, through times in prayer, through times of fasting, through times of, of silence, of solitude, um, through times of, of a corporate gathering, through times of service, all these kinds of things that, that, we engage, that we're, we're going to talk about engaging in. Get us ready to love well in that moment. But practice allows us to fail. Practice gives us that opportunity without, without having to worry um, about, about God somehow being disappointed in us. God, God loves that, that we are trying. He loves that we're making the effort. He loves that, that we are showing up to practice and giving everything we have to be more like Jesus. He loves that. He absolutely loves that. You see, grace... Grace calls us to a place of radical action because we no longer have to fear or worry about finding acceptance with God or anyone else. This is what grace does. This is why, this is why grace is an idea that changed the world. right? Because when you, when you are, are living in the context of grace, when you're swimming in grace, you have no fear. Grace, grace eliminates fear. All, all over the place. We don't have to fear God. We don't have to fear man. We don't have to fear because we know that we are radically accepted and loved by God. Not of anything that we've done, but wholly and completely because that is how great God's love is. You see, Jesus talks about loving your neighbor and loving your enemy. Well, God, God is the ultimate embodiment is the ultimate embodiment of that. Christ was the ultimate embodiment of, of loving your enemy. He, he was. And, and we see this by his action on the cross. He willingly sacrificed himself so that, so that his enemies could be reconciled to him. 
who who were God's enemies. Well, when when people when people turn their backs on God's when when, when people when people say to God, um, you know, I I don't I hate you, I don't care for you, I don't like you, I don't love you, I'm turning my back on you. Um, whatever, however that plays out in our lives, I don't love my neighbor, I don't love my brother. All these things set us in a position of, of being an enemies of God, and not because God is an enemy of ours, but because we make we make ourselves enemies of God. And so what Jesus did on the cross is he says, hey, I love you. I love you. Here is grace. We are reconciled. Now come experience this. That is, that is a radical grace. Grace is radical. It is free. It has no strings of cha- attached. I love the way uh, U2 sings about this. Right? They say grace makes, makes beauty out of ugly things. Grace, grace cries out. Go for it. Try. You can do it. I've got you. This is what grace does. Risk. You can risk. You're not, it doesn't matter if you fail. You've been accepted. There's nothing you can do that. Grace exclaims, fear not. Fear not. And so, because of this overwhelming, extravagant grace, we please God with nothing more than our simple faith. I mean, that, that's all there is. Our willingness to simply trust God is ultimately what pleases God. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of a crazy thing, right? God, God reconciles us. God in His grace fully and utterly accepts us. And, and so for us to experience His pleasure in us simply requires us to trust Him. And, and notice, notice how I said that. Because I think it's important. Our experience, our experience of God's pleasure in us is dependent on our trust in Him. God's pleasure in us is not dependent on our trust in Him. God's pleasure in us doesn't change. God's pleasure in us is what it is because that's what grace is. But if we want to experience that pleasure, if we want to experience the pleasure that God has in us, then, then we trust. We trust. Even if it's for a moment, we get to experience that. Our faith, imperfect, small, weak, is what brings is what it what brings us an experience of God's joy. This is grace, my friends. This is the foundation of spiritual growth, spiritual practice. This is what it's meant when Jesus says, you know, that his burden is light. Yeah, he calls us to pick up our cross daily. But when we do it in faith, it's light. It's light because, because we are experiencing, we are knowing the, the, the Christ coming alongside of us and carrying that burden on our behalf because that's, that's what grace does. But, but at the same time, let's make things very clear. Grace does not make things easy. Grace does not make life easy. There is nothing easy about practice or disciplining ourselves uh, or, or taking up our cross. There's nothing easy about that. But what grace does is it changes the perspective. It changes the paradigm. It, 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 takes, it changes practice from being drudgery and hard and painful to, to joy, 
right? It stops being work and becomes joy. Um, my dad, my dad would, would always say, um, you, you never work a day in your life if you do something you love. I love that perspective, right? Because if you're doing something you love, it's not work. It's not work. You're just, you're just doing what you love. And, and, and so practicing our, our, our faith, getting into the practice of, of, of learning how to be patient, learning how to love, learning how to be kind, learning how to tell the truth in love, learning how to love well, stops being work and it starts being joy. You know, so as we step in, as we step into these attempts at spiritual practice, we're going to fail. As we try it, we're going to fail. And that's okay. That's okay because there's grace. It's the attempt that matters. It's the, it's the, it's the, the action of trying. That's what matters. Trusting, trusting that in, in the practice we will meet God and be changed. Oh, my friends, that's everything. That's, that's the foundation of spiritual practice, of spiritual growth. Because, because this is what grace allows us to do. Grace allows us to trust that in the practice we will meet God and be changed. Right? So, let's not be afraid of this. Let's not run away. Let's not try to over-spiritualize this in some, you know, oh, I'm not, uh, you know, you know, Rose is talking about, uh, you know, works-based religion now. No, no, not going there. Because all of this, everything I'm about to talk about over the next coming weeks, it is all 100% based in grace. We can't actually practice. We can't do spiritual practice apart from grace. Otherwise, it's work. So, uh, so if you want to, if you want to continue this conversation with me, hit me up on Twitter at Daniel M Rose. Uh, if uh, you want to read, uh, I'm, I'm, some of these things, uh, a lot of what I've talked about here and what I'm going to be talking about, they're, they're going to be published a little bit earlier on the blog. Uh, and, uh, and so the, the podcast is kind of chasing after the blog a little bit, and that's okay. Um, but you want to read, read ahead, uh, go for it. Um, and you can connect with the blog at danielmrose.com. Uh, if you are finding these podcasts uh, helpful or insightful, or even if you just want to make fun of, of me uh, with your friends, I don't mind. Just share it. Share this blog. Share this podcast. Let people know um, that, that you're listening to the well, Love Well podcast. Comment, rate, all that good stuff. It helps other people find it. Um, so, uh, but until until next until next time, my friends, love well. <laughs>